Hi, everyone. It's Luke Savage from Jacobin and the Michael and Us podcast here with an interview that we're keen to share. In the following audio, you'll hear my conversation with human rights lawyer Stephen Donziger, a man who's been under house arrest for nearly 20 months under circumstances which, as you'll hear, are as sinister as they come, uh, originally stemming from his role in a landmark legal victory against oil and gas behemoth Chevron over its activities in the Ecuadorian Amazon. Uh, Now, our interviews are normally behind a paywall on our Patreon, but for obvious reasons, we're sharing this so that as many people will hear it as possible. This case is one that I think uh, everyone needs to know about. It touches on a great many things that are of concern today about the power of corporations to commit harm, uh, to evade accountability, uh, and to leverage official legal mechanisms to persecute their critics. So please enjoy this interview, and please, if you can, visit freedonziger.org. That's free, D-O-N-Z-I-G-E-R dot O-R-G, to learn more about the case and about what you can do to help. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with human rights lawyer Stephen Donziger. I I guess all of this began when, uh, or because you were part of a legal team that took action uh, successfully, I might add against Chevron over its activities in Ecuador. And before we get into what happened next, uh, I'm I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit about that lawsuit. What exactly was Chevron doing in Ecuador and how did you originally get involved in the case? Thank you. Um, I got involved in the case in April of 1993 when I was invited to join a delegation of lawyers and scientists to investigate what we had been told was maybe the world's worst oil-related catastrophe in an area of Ecuador, the Ecuadorian Amazon, just south of the Colombia border. So we went there and I discovered really an apocalyptic scene with you know huge Olympic-sized pools of oil that had been left in the jungle, hundreds and hundreds of these open-air toxic waste pits that Chevron had built um, to dispose of waste. And in these pits, they would put pipes into the sides of them so they could easily run the cancer-causing contents into nearby rivers and streams that the local indigenous peoples and other rural farming communities relied on for their drinking water and their bathing and their fishing. It was very clear that this was a deliberate design to lower production costs by polluting. So the catastrophe that we witnessed was really disturbing on a number of levels. But I think the thing that maybe most disturbed me was that it was designed to do this. It wasn't an accident. So, you know, over time, experts began to call this the Amazon Chernobyl. And I think by any objective metric, metric it's probably the worst oil-related contamination on Earth. Chevron owns it. They're refusing to take responsibility for it. And they're refusing to pay the people they harmed compensation for the damage, even though it has been ordered by multiple courts. Um, So I got involved in 1993 and then became part of a legal team that pursued a legal case that culminated in a successful outcome for the people of Ecuador in 2011, when the Ecuadorian court ruled that Chevron was liable and owed 9.5 billion U.S. dollars to the people for a cleanup. And they have not paid a dollar and have since been pursuing a attack strategy against me and other lawyers designed to help them evade complying with the law. 
whole host of other issues, but I'll stop there and let you pose another question. Well, so as, as you mentioned, uh, you know, a court in Ecuador uh, ruled against Chevron, I guess, in 2011 and ordered them to pay, was it $18 billion originally, something like that? And um, that ruling was later upheld by Ecuador's Supreme Court. And I guess Chevron, uh, from what I could tell, moved out of the country or moved its assets out of the country so it wouldn't have to pay. And that's when it initiated this campaign, which seems basically unprecedented against you. And this is where a judge by the name of Lewis Kaplan enters the picture. Uh, he issues an extremely dubious ruling against you in 2014, one that swings on the testimony of an individual who uh, was actually being paid by Chevron in a trial that had no jury. And Kaplan himself is also on the record as, as praising Chevron. So can you tell us about, about kind of that chain of events, beginning with what followed after uh, the rulings in Ecuador and the extent of the company's actions against you, which obviously go well beyond the, the purely legal? So you know, rather than pay the judgment uh, of the Ecuadorian court that's been affirmed on appeal by multiple appellate courts, including the Supreme Courts of Ecuador and Canada, um, Chevron has just flat out refused to comply with the law. Chevron executives have told the indigenous peoples of Ecuador that have threatened them with a of what they call a lifetime of litigation unless they drop the case. They have threatened me with a demonization strategy and various lawsuits that have been have crippled me financially and have led to my the removal of my law license without a hearing based on false evidence put forth by a paid Chevron witness. So um, ultimately, in, in my view, there's a scheme led by Chevron and its law firm Gibson Dunn, um, supported by Judge Kaplan to weaponize the law in the United States to undermine the judgment of the Ecuadorian court that held Chevron liable. And they're doing that by trying to pretty much destroy me or target me. And one of the things they're doing is trying to criminalize my work. And they're doing that through the U.S. justice system in a way that I believe an egregious violation of human rights and basic decency. So it's very important that people understand that these attacks on me are based almost completely on false evidence that Chevron put forth in the U.S. court through Alberto Guerra, who's a man that Chevron has paid $2 million to in cash and benefits to testify against me with no corroborating evidence that I bribed a trial judge in Ecuador. Didn't happen. Guerra later admitted lying repeatedly in Judge Kaplan's court. He admits he's corrupt. He admits he's been paid massive sums of money by Chevron in a way that violates the ethical rules of the legal profession. Yet Judge Kaplan, who's a former tobacco industry lawyer, has credited his testimony and then leveraged that against me to lock me up without trial, that is without a jury trial, on the theory that I have violated court orders that Chevron designed to cripple my advocacy. One of them is that I turn over my computer and cell phone to Chevron and I appealed that. Um, and while that was on appeal, uh, Judge Kaplan charged me with criminal contempt and had me locked up in my home where I've been now for over 600 days without trial on a misdemeanor case where the maximum sentence ever imposed is 90 days of home confinement. I'm mean, actually keep going, but why don't you ask me a question? 
Well, so in, in terms of where things are right now, you've been under house arrest for, I guess, uh, it's it's nearly 20, 20 months, and you're set to go to trial for, I guess, a misdemeanor contempt charge on May the 10th. And as I understand it, uh, the judge in that case just announced that she'll be shutting down Zoom access, meaning that people won't be able to see what's taking place. So uh, I don't, can you tell us a little bit about where things stand going now and kind of what this trial is that's happening next month? This is a, this is a trial in name only. It's actually a, a political exercise by Chevron and Judge Kaplan to try to criminalize me without a jury and without an unbiased fact finder. So this is not a real trial. It's to us, it's more of a attempt at, by Kaplan at, at farce. I mean, you know, think about it. I'm being charged by a judge, not, not by a prosecutor. The prosecutor's office refused to take the case. Kaplan appointed a private Chevron law firm, Seward and Kistel, to prosecute me in the name of the people. And my judge is a major member of the Federalist Society, which is a pro-corporate group to which Chevron is a major donor. So my prosecutor has financial links to Chevron. My judge has financial links to Chevron. The charging judge, Judge Kaplan, has investments in Chevron. And they're denying me jury. You know, so my fact finder is a judge who's been up for almost two years on a misdemeanor hearing any of the evidence. She's totally prejudged the case. So the trial May 10th is pretty much preordained. And judge, you know, if this trial happens, Judge Prescott will convict me and then I'll have an appeal. But it's not going to be a trial as people understand it. There's no real fact finder. I mean, what can people who are concerned about your case and you know, also concerned about the extremely dangerous precedent uh, it sets. Uh, what can they do to help you, you know, ahead of this trial in name only on May 10th and, and kind of beyond that? Well, I mean, first of all, this is how people can help. You need to bear witness. So go to our website, freedonziger.org and sign up. And if, you, if you're in New York or can get to New York, try to come to the trial in person. Um, if you can't, let's, we're going to continue a pressure campaign to convince the court or, or have the appellate court order the trial judge to open the trial up to Zoom, at least audio, so that people can bear witness. There's a massive amount of interest around the world in attending the trial, but because of COVID, people can't travel. And the courthouse is really restricted right now. Like they won't let more than maybe 20, 25% of the capacity of a courtroom to have people. So she's using COVID. Judge Prescott, in my mind, is using COVID to limit public scrutiny of this very embarrassing situation for her. And uh, you, you also have a petition to the Department of Justice, I believe, that yes, you're circulating. Have, there's several human rights groups and lawyers who are asking the Depart- U.S. Department of Justice, that is the Biden administration, to basically take the case out of the hands of the private Chevron law firm because it's illegal to be prosecuted by a private law firm that has a conflict of interest being run by the judge who charged you. You know, it's basically Judge Kaplan is my judge, jury, and prosecute. And that's never happened before. And that's very dangerous. Violates the rule of law. No country does it that way. You can go to our website, donzigerdefense.com, and sign up to join the campaign. And if you can help make a donation to the Legal Defense Fund, which is being kept in trust in a law firm in Seattle, please do. You know, we've had a lot of support, a lot of small donations, 
So if people can give a dollar, five dollars, ten, fifty, a hundred, whatever you can do, please help us because it does take resources to deal with this this monster fossil fuel company that is attacking me and stopping at nothing to do it. They're using sixty law firms and two thousand lawyers.